Last time on Dungeons and Dickheads, the party visited the town of Sprawling in order to investigate the magic circle. Heading to the market first, after bumping into NPC Russ, they purchased some frozen mountain soil for Foggy and stole from a young dwarf selling jewellery before going to the library. Looking through the books, they found a copy of The Circle Conspiracy by Angus Sharptongue, which outlined some mysterious goings-on in the organisation and implications that Paul Daniel's death may not have been as simple as everyone believed. The party then went to see Angus himself, who suggested they visit Paul Daniel's tomb for answers. The rest of the day was spent at the annual Sprawling Festival, where Ronson questioned Debbie McGee and learnt more about the mage hunter they'd encountered in the Circle Stronghold. Later, our heroes encountered the stars of Dungeons & Dragons, Honour Amongst Thieves, at cinemas now, or possibly six months ago when you're listening to this. On Netflix this, now. It, it might not be on Netflix, it might be on Prime. <laughs> um, have a look, if you have any of those, do have a look, but go watch it. Um, we get no commission. Available to Torrent now. I'll lap it out. Um, <laughs> this included some flirting, contests of strength, and a battle of the bards where Edgin, Forge, and Holger were less humiliated. Back at the compound, Ronson received a message from Brandon Rough Reaper telling him to get top to the circus. However, the party decided to follow up on the Magic Circle investigation first. We are going to join our heroes early the next morning, having already checked in with Foggy and been transported to the Velanium Cemetery. We need a transition sound effect, please, editor. So, the party arrived by teleport to the graveyard, um, a relatively small footprint with a number of gravestones scattered around. From, w- from where you're standing, they all look very old. The text on most of them lost to time. It's eerily quiet, no sounds of birds singing, and even the wind seems silent. The tomb of the magic circle looms over everything. Vast columns separate the tomb entrance from the rest of the graves, a less than subtle indication of the split between the classes of wizards buried here. What would you like to do? That was lovely, Dave. Lovely describing there. I was watching nearly a paparami erotically. Yes, and oh. I wasn't. I wasn't listening. So where are we? <laughs> oh, for goodness' sake! Right. No, I was at the tomb of Paul Daniels. You're at the yep. graveyard where the tomb is situated. We go and have a look at the tomb. Okay. I would like to go and I no no you 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 don't tell me what to do. What's that broken thing at the top of the uh, at the top of the graveyard or on the other side of the graveyard to where we're stood? I right, want to go and look at that. So Taki's going to wander over here. Yes, please. I assume your cat's going with you. Yeah, absolutely. Pebbles is always by my side, sometimes on my shoulders. Was it four HP pebbles? Two. Look, pebbles Two is HP as strong pebbles. as she needs to be. I could kill it twice. Right. No. Shaiti got there first, so Shaiti, you are at the tomb. What are you doing? I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a bit of a perception look about with this plus four in my perception. Brace yourselves, I'm rolling. It's a five. I... I see a wall. A total of five. Yes. Yes, it is. So you rolled a natural one. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> you, walk in, you walk into the side of the doorway. Um, you don't actually make it into the tomb. Um, you just walk straight into the wall. Makes sense. Okay, let Ronson do what he does best, which is everything. Be a sex pest. <laughs> and be a sex pest. And a dip his uh, knob end in things that are green. Uh, let Ronson do a perception uh, check and have a little look around. I'll do it, I'll do it an investigation check if you're looking around. Investigation. 
It's a 17 plus 5, 22. I've taken in every nook and cranny of that room. So as you walk in, you do see a large casket in front of you. Um, around the uh, outside of the room, there are several smaller ones. Um, you notice on the front of the main casket, there is an engraving, uh, which I will share with those of you watching the stream. And for those listening to the podcast, it says, when your final day is done, take one last look towards the sun. Who's Jake? That's just, that's just the handwriting. It does look like it says, Jake, one last look towards the sun. Now notice... Wait a minute, that's an O, not a U. Yes, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you had noticed that. It says O. Now I'm guessing that's not Dave um, being thick. Uh, it, it, it means sun as in... Paul Daniels sung Martin Daniels. Okay, we have so passed the we're, first challenge. We're going to pass the first challenge. So we're going to go to Tok um, whilst you're reading that. Um, Tok, what are you doing? Uh, placing pebbles on my horns, we decide to do an investigation check by the pair of us, seeing if we can find anything. Those horns are quite pointy and could do almost two HP worth of damage if the if the cat is not placed accurately no, on your she's head. She's used to um, settling in on my head area by now. Cats can sleep anywhere. Roll me an investigation check and then roll a D4 and add that for Pebbles. Rolling a 23 total for me and Pebbles. I'm lifting Pebbles on top of my horns and I'm looking around to see what's over on this Little, I don't know, what would you describe it as? A broken pillar or something like that? Okay, so you are, as you walk over, you notice, well, you, you realise that it is, in fact, a large sundial. Oh, um, Arrow pointed to the outer edge, like they do, um, but there aren't any numbers or any symbols on the outside. Um, around the sundial, there are, so obviously there are graves everywhere. It's a graveyard. Uh, but there are four graves that, or headstones that appear to be larger than the rest of them. Looking curiously at the sundial, I'm just like, well, this isn't usual. And with my amazing investigation, I go and look at the nearest one that it's pointing to, please. Okay, so I'm going to use the same role. Um, So we're going to have a quick look at the four graves that are kind of uh, circling around the sundial. So there are four four there. Um, One of them reads, Martha Giant Slayer, Beloved Mother. 0003 to 0077. Thomas Giant Slayer, Honoured Husband, 0023 to 0077. Ezekiel Giant Slayer, Lord Brother, 006 to 0077. And Lorna Giant Slayer, Dutiful Wife, 0024 to 0077. Well, I do say, yeah, the, the 77 was a bad year for this family, I must say. Did they all get to see Star Wars? <laughs> so as you're looking, um, talk, you also, it's a plaque um, that is kind of set in the ground, like a, you know, a, a metal plaque that's been carved with the words, in honour of the giant slayers, the protectors of mages and whom this magic circle will be forever grateful. Oh, interesting. Um, with it this information... Sorry. Oh, well, with this information, I'm going to come and speak to you guys because you don't know this information. So uh, I'm going to kind of get really excited and, and scurry over um, to uh, to Ronson, who seems to be having a bit of 
trouble. Not Ronson. <laughs> sorry, poor guy. He seems to be a bit of trouble uh, getting in the building. And truly, Hi, poor guy. <laughs> you right, Arthur, love? that was my mother's name. Plus, <laughs> I, I beat Neil to the obvious joke. <laughs> I uh, oh talk sorry I don't think I know quite yet what you've discovered could you tell me please what you discovered over there oh yes 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 I found four graves now listen to this everyone on those graves died in the same year and they're hmm. all the same family some giant slayers and something about the magic circle I don't know might be interesting there was a mum a dad a brother and a sister you found anything? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. I found my mojo, but also besides that, I found over here there was an inscription and it said, look towards the sun. Now, I immediately presumed that this would be about uh, Martin Daniels, my mentor. However, could it be the brother? Do we need to check out the brother's grave? Well, he would be was- the sun, wouldn't he? Well, it was a sundial, and they would have been the son of the family. Dig so him up. Dig him up. That's yes. Thank God. That's that poor guy's voice. Anyone got a shovel? <laughs> I don't know. I've got a spell. I can move muck. I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can move muck. I remember an episode of The Simpsons had a similar way of finding out who shot Mr. Burns. I would have checked <laughs> if there's any blood on the Dig sundial. Blood on the, I didn't even look at the soil. I don't know if you want to go check it out, but, uh, you know, I didn't really want to get my uh, my hands mucky. I've got to play the loot, you know. Don't want to mess up my strings. Right. I can instantaneously excavate um, a five-foot cube of soil if you want me to dig anybody up. Well, Ronson, don't you know a, a spell to move some dirt around? Maybe we should go and uh, do some grave robbing, see if we can get any treasure. Yes, I do. And pardon me, I'm just eating a chocolate pretzel. Which I keep in my pocket. Yes, of Mm. course, Talk. Would you like one? I would, yeah. Thank you. I love a snack. There you go. Help Mm. yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Talk. I I see Mole Rats hasn't made it to the the oldie times yet. No, it's not a stink palm. Now, (laughs) Talk, I tell you what, look. I've been travelling with you now on these adventures for several months, and I like you. So you know what I'm going to do? Take another. Two, you're going to have to go and take another oh, one. You do spoil me sometimes, Ronson, but that don't mean you're getting in my pants. Thanks, love. How dare you? I <laughs> would never give you a chocolate-covered pretzel in the hope of being offered sexual intercourse. Very, very of coarse course. of you. Of course. Unless you change your mind, in which case, of course, uh, you know, just let me know. <laughs> right. Yes, I've got a spell. Let's go dig up. The, the the son, the brother. Let's go over now. I'll use my magic to excavate a five foot cube of earth. I um so- I grab poor Kai when I do this and, and walk over with him because he doesn't really look like he knows what he's doing walking into this wall. So I kind of loop my arm around his and I try and guide him over a little bit. Not sure if he enjoys that. I was investigating the door frame. <laughs> it looks like a door frame. Podcast listeners, the fact that Dave looks absolutely befuddled, confused and petrified at my suggestion tells me that this isn't going to get us anywhere at all. Right, yes. So what what, what did you say, Dave? Sorry. Which grave are you excavating? The the brother, the one which has brother, because that's the son. That's the okay. child, I'm presuming. So Ezekiel's grave. So yes. you're using mold earth, presumably? I'm using mold earth, yes. So um, 
yeah, you work your magic. You clear a five-foot cube, presumably downwards, in front of his headstone. Um, there is nothing there within the five foot. Uh, even can, a, we, can we see the coffin? Even a, a, um, a coffin? You cannot see a coffin. Maybe we need to dig further? I believe uh, people are dug traditionally six foot under, hence the phrase. We need to shift another foot of dirt. Right, well, I could do it. It's a cantrip, so I'll just do it again. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> you, dig again. Another, you dig another five foot. Are you dumping the soil presumably next to the open grave now? Uh, no, because I don't want to... Hang on a second. I don't, I don't want to be dis- disrespectful. We're a graveyard, Dave. Well, so what are you doing with the soil? It'll be really disrespectful while I'm digging up a grave to then dump the soil on somebody else's grave. I'll just put it behind... Uh, behind the tombstone of 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 Ezekiel. Okay, so um, you cast it again. So the hole is now ten foot deep. There is no coffin. <gasps> Shall we just take a take a moment as well to really reflect on the fact that Neil not only remembered accurately what spell he had, but also remembered what a cantrip was. I think this is the a, name a, of the person. Yeah, this is a turning point yeah, in this stream yeah, podcast. This is a turning point. Well, can I look? Look, let's just let's just unless unless Vic or Shite disagree, let's just cut to the chase here, Dave. I'm going to do this spell. We've got another three graves, so I'm going to do this spell another six times <laughs> and dig up the entirety of those graves, those four graves and coffins. Okay. There are no coffins uh, in front oh, of these graves. So no coffins. Right, okay, Dave. So I'm going to go... Right, okay, sorry. Wait, no, sorry, no, no. sorry no, 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 I've got no. an idea. Oh, Can okay. I go... Uh, just just one more idea. I'm going to go to another grave, one of these other graves, far in the corner, okay? Um, cast my spell here? twice Maybe again, and I'm corner. seeing if there's a coughing in there. Okay, so you've gone to the one in the corner. There's kind of a few sort of dirt paths leading off to different rows of, uh, rows of graves. You cast the spell once, and um, now you've cleared five foot, you do see the top of a coffin um, sort of just poking through the soil. I mean, I did say I was casting it twice, so the coffin okay, should be held well, in that case, you see a exposed coffin in the hole. There we go. There we, I mean, Matt, as well, if you're going to do a job, do it probably. So we definitely know that... There should be coffins, but I run up behind him with my crowbar in tow, jump into the hole and lever the coffin open. I want to see what they've got on their body. <laughs> She's worse than me. I created this monster. I am Frankenstein. While Spick is doing that, I grab the skull and I do that. Hello, my baby. Hello, my baby. Right, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you haven't opened the coffin yet. Hold on. Right. Talk. can you roll me a strength check, please? Okay. Do you even have a crowbar? I do. I check my inventory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, A strength set. So it's 14 plus... Uh, what, Where's my strength? Oh, it's... At the top. So it's a 13, because I am weak. Yeah, it takes a bit of prying, but you get the lid open. Um, and in, in there is a, as you would expect, a skeleton. It has been there, looks to be a very long time. There is no sign of flesh. There are some sort of tattered remains of uh, of clothes, just on the uh, just on the important bits, so just on the groinal area, um, because we've got to keep it PG. Um, yeah, it's just a gro- it's just a skeleton. Getting very excited, I jump in and start to rummage around the body and see if I can find anything. Uh, you find some rat droppings. Oh, tasty. Uh, a, a small hole in the bottom of the casket. 
uh, and a single gold piece. Well, I will take the gold piece and I hold it out in success. I have found the treasure. Don't worry, guys. We've solved the riddle and I pocket it. <laughs> right. Well, poor guy's taking the skull then. Can I, okay. can I, can, can I borrow the skull for a second? Go on then. So uh, Ronson takes the skull. He holds it up in his palm and he looks at it <laughs> and he says, Alas, poor Yorick, I knew him, Horatio, a fellow of infinite jest of most excellent fancy. He have borne me on his back a thousand times and now how abhorring my imagination it is, my gorge rises at it. Here hung those lips that I have kissed I know not how oft. Where be your jibes now, your gambles, your songs, your flashes of merriment that were wont to set the table on a roar? As he does this, I also uh, do a minor illusion of a nice stage, some Shakespearean actors around, um, (laughs) just to kind of back him up a bit. Thank you. That was very considerate of you, talk, but really, it's kind of it's what what he referred to as a soliloquy, which means that I should no, actually, that's not true. I'm not the only person no. on stage coming to think about it. Horatio's there, which is why yes. I refer to Horatio. I will allow yes. it. I'm glad. I'm glad you know your Shakespeare. <laughs> Can I have the skull back now. Yeah. Right. I go do. I go do a little a little show for Ray the Otter. Just a little. Hello, Pony. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Hey, you look like you've lost weight. That's because I'm dead. And it goes on for about an hour. Ray, would you like to see my Hamlet? Would you like to see my Hamlet? I'll show it to you. Ray is shaking his head vigorously. Well, an hour, shall you? (laughs) So you have now been there an hour. That is now canon. Um, (laughs) Talk with your earlier perception check. You do notice that the... There is no shadow being cast on the sundial. Ooh. Apparently, when I looked at the sundial earlier, everyone, there was no shadow. Oh, no, you're noticing it now because it's oh. an hour later. Oh, you just expected it to have moved. Ah, okay. Um, do Does anyone have a charm for light or a oh. light source? I think I've got a torch. Let me just Can check my... Bag of inventorizing. It is, it is the morning, so. Oh, disregard, it's the morning, you yes, sausage. And I need a light source. If you don't, I've got a candle. Don't worry. Don't, I've got my own light source. I notice that the light hasn't moved and I light a candle and I put it on the sundial to see if it changes anything. You're the source of my light. And I put it on the, the, the northest point. Well, thank you, darling. If you, uh, you did give me pretzels, so I'll take that. And it lights up west and south, but from a certain angle, it looks like M&S, and it turns out Maggie Simpson killed Paul Daniels. <laughs> there we go. Job done. Are you say Max and Spencer? As you're doing <laughs> this, you notice that actually the, the arrow, as it were, on the sundial actually isn't tall enough to cast any shadow at all. Is it? Is it turnable? Can we, can we have a poke at it, see if it will turn or do anything? Who's poking it? I'll give it a poke. The uh, the arrow in the middle of the sundial does turn freely. Right, so it's lefty, loosey, righty, tighty. So I spin it left vigorously. Okay. And with any particular aim? No, just dicking about. Just having a laugh. Just having a daft laugh. So you're just continuously spinning it? 
Yeah, just having a daft laugh. So as you go in, um, about three quarters of the way through, you hear a click, but then very quickly as you're spinning it, um, it then stops um, as you keep going around. And every well, time you hit this particular place, you just hear a, a, a slight click as a mechanism starts to move. Do I also hear the click? Yeah. Hey, I heard a click. Let's I spin it back too. to where that click was. <laughs> that seems like a clue. You saw that. <laughs> so you rotate it round, and maybe as if by coincidence, the arrow is pointing to the grave of Thomas, uh, Giant Slayer, who, if you were paying attention, was the one who was born in 23 and died in 77. Ezekiel was born in 677 and was presumably the brother of Martha. Uh, and Thomas was her son, who was married to Lorna, because they were born in 23 and 24. I thought that was the month for day. I know ages work. How how dare you? I can count. One, two, three, seven, ten. I'm so br- I know how to count. I'm glad I spent half an hour or maybe longer <laughs> conducting this puzzle. Um, so with the sundial turned towards <laughs> Thomas's grave, the sun... Uh, there is a click of a mechanism below the sundial and you hear a grinding of um, stone on stone coming from the tomb that you were looking at earlier. I scoop up pebbles in my arm and I hold her, excited. I kind of just casually walk across. I don't want to look too excited. I'm playing it cool. There's nothing I enjoy more than, than beating your elaborately time-consumingly put-together challenges just by dicking about and doing yeah. it accidentally. So heading back to the, uh, the large tomb and re-entering, you see that the big casket in the centre has now slid backwards, revealing a staircase that leads, uh, leads down to a dark tunnel. It's a Dracula. Oh. We go down, we go down. Yes? Yeah. Send the cat in first. Yes, I agree. Let's send the cat in first. Drop pebbles down the well. Pebbles. I look at pebbles, holding her in front of me, just with her little legs dangling, and I say, and how, how strong are you feeling, pebbles? How strong are you feeling? And I kind of nuzzle her heads, and I pop her down on the floor, and I give her a little pat on, pat on the tail, and off she goes. Okay. Right. Are you expecting her to do anything? Yeah, she's going down, and we're just going to wear it. Um, she, she doesn't really tend to move. She likes to be quite close to me. So, um, you know, Pebbles just kind of sits. I'm like, <sighs> I think oh. Ray's a bit braver. Okay, I give Pebbles a little, not a bad one, not like when I Do killed the otter. Do not touch my cat. Uh, I just what? give Pebbles a, a gentle kick up the ass so it goes down the stairs. And I kick Ronson up the ass for kicking my cat. I just whisper to Ronson, two, two HP, Ronson, two HP. One more kick. One more kick and we're running out. <laughs> <laughs> So Pebbles has gone down. There's no no noise that you can hear. Um, yeah, nothing nothing of note happens. Pebbles, <laughs> are you dead? I mean, I can't talk to Pebbles. Only um, only no meow, meow. There's no meow. <laughs> Ray um, takes off his froggy hat, and underneath his froggy hat is is a funeral veil. <laughs> and we all just take a moment to remember Pebbles, 2023 to 2023. <laughs> I walked down with my dark vision. Dark vision? Yeah, I think you've got dark vision. Yeah, walking down. I can see in the dark. I don't need any light source. I'm down. I'm trying to find pebbles. Is she still there? 
As you wander down, you're doing DT pebbles, just kind of sat on the steps, on the stone steps. I give a little head nugs and I say, good girl, good girl, and give her some good pat. And I say, oh, you survived, did you? Pebbles so as, as you head down into the uh, down the steps, you enter a dark and quite, um, it looks very old from the state of the stonework um, set of tunnels. They are the floors are paved. Um, the the walls again, you know, very deliberately uh, carved this way. Um, you can only see well with your dark vision. You can see about sixty feet in front, I believe. Um, yep. It's dimly lit. Um, you can just about see into the next room and round and round the corner. Right, let's get investigating then. Who wants to go investigate? I confidently march forward and I look into the first room. Now, so I stop there. And I check the area to see if there's any pressure plates, any Booby Indiana traps. Jones traps, anything like that. We'll be trapped. We'll be trapped. Uh, roll me an investigation check. Uh, what is that? 14 put an eight. Uh, sorry, 17. You cannot see anything obvious um, around the doorway. Oh. So as you um, enter this first room, um, you can then see into the second, which is, again, it's a similarly-sized rectangular room, uh, but in the middle appears to be a... Um, it's kind of a lower part of the room, which appears to be flooded, uh, and there is a single casket in the middle of this body of water. I shout Ooh. back to everyone. I was like, there's a casket in here! <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, time is of the essence here. I think I'm thinking that for me more than more than uh, Ronson. So while they're investigating that, I'll go into the next room. Okay, so you run through this room to the doorway on the left. I, I didn't say wrong. Again, just leisurely right. walk, slight swagger as I do so. Do so, a little glance towards talk like that as I walk past. Yeah, I just So as you by. enter through that doorway, um, you then see a corridor that leads either way to the left and right. And in front of you are is a pedestal with another casket on the centre and two two other caskets a bit lower down either side. Right. Well, I'll let I'll let Tok and Park investigate their casket, and then I'll go investigate my casket. How well are you guys seeing down here? Uh, I got dark vision, so I'm laughing. Fantastic. Uh, me too. Ronson, you should have a torch. Uh, Ronson is the only one that will struggle. I think. No, Ronson eats a lot of carrots. He's carrot mad. But you got a torch, though, I mean, you? You could light your torch if you want to. You what, sorry? You could light your torch. All right, I'll light my torch, yeah. Cool. You can all now see 60 feet. Hooray! Sorry, Hooray. podcast listeners, that's my cat purring into the mic. I tentatively walk to the water's edge, and I dip my toe and see if, see if it, it, it's bad. So I don't like water. Uh, it's water. It's underground. I mean, it's cold. It's not super cold, but it's it's cold. Ooh, I'm not going in there. No, Bronson. No, Hawkeye. Oh, get in how there. How deep is it? I'm only little. You'll be able to. You can swim. Can I? Dave, can you swim? Point, point of order. Can I swim? Can you swim? Have you got any reason why you couldn't swim? He's a dwarf. I mean, you could certainly try. All right, I'll give it a go. I'll swim to the casket. I'm going to okay. swim to the casket. So as you um, kind of enter the body of water, uh, it comes up to your chest as a dwarf. Um, so quite deep on you. It would probably be sort of a you know, f- maybe thigh height on top, uh, but it's about yeah, chest height on Porkai. 
So for, for Canon, I'd like to point out that uh, Ray took off his froggy hat, and underneath his froggy hat, he had a swimming cap, and he's currently just doing the backstroke around me. Okay, he's doing circles around yeah, you in the cheeky, cheeky little scamp. Well, podcast listeners, I am in fact moving Ray around the screen, and I'll, um, I'll have a good old look at that casket. It appears very deliberately that the opening of the casket is at the, just at the water level. And you can see that there's kind of a bigger gap kind of between the lid and the body of the casket than you know, is what you'd think would be normal. Um, so the water is flowing into the casket. Can I can I prise it open a bit at the, at the gap? Give it a go. Roll me a strength <clears throat> check. Oh, well. Just using your hands. My crowbar. <laughs> 11. If that fails, I use my crowbar. Yeah, that that fails. So yeah, use your crowbar. Um, don't worry about rolling. We'll just add to it. So you crowbar it open, uh, and inside is a skeleton wearing, which is to you, is a familiar looking cap on its head. It's like you know plastic stretched over its head. Its arms are reaching up to the cap, and there's no tear marks in it. So it's grabbing its head. It appears to you, knowing uh, as you have your own cap of waterproofing. It appears that this person was put in the casket wearing a cap of water breathing in order to be kept alive whilst he um, was contained in this submerged casket. What a way to go. Uh, I'll I'll have his cap of water breathing off him, so I've got a spare. Um, It's very broken. So it appears that he managed to, he basically managed to rip it apart eventually. You don't know how long it took, which obviously broke the magic, which then allowed him to drown. I shout, uh, I shout over to him. I said, what do you see over there? A, a dead guy. He's got a hat on. Type of a hat? A broken one. Very well. <laughs> Come and have a look. I'm not going in that ward. You can't make me. I'm not going to make you. Just saying you might want to have a look because you have better roles at certain things than I do. Yeah, oh. so what's this skeleton? I'm confused about this skeleton. Is it somebody doing a magic trick who's died as they're doing a magic trick? It could be, or it could be someone who was tortured. So the cap of water breathing allows you to breathe underwater. Right. Um, it appears that this person was put in the casket with the cap of water breathing on in a casket which was deliberately constantly filling with water. So a bit it's like- a magic trick. It was in a skit. He was doing it. It's, it's, it's probably uh, David Blaine or something in there. I think like you're getting a- this mixed up with the prestige. Year, mm. The old version of David Blaine, a Dynamo, or Houdini, David Copperfield. It'll be one of them. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it turns out that I'm right, that's all I'm saying. Well, you're not over here. You decided to, you know, walk away from us. Sorry. Doc, I, I think you should investigate as well. Oh, I reluctantly, leaving Pebbles on the side, because Pebbles does not look like like the look of that water at all. I, I take a couple of strides into the water. How am I feeling about this? I'm not liking it's fine. it. It's fine. Say it's cold, but... Not loving it. You know, tieflings don't typically like water, but... No, I'm not, not loving painful. it. I'm kind of, I'm you know, shoulders are hunched. I'm kind of... Uh, uh, moving over. I'm like, all right, I'm here. What, what is it you want? An investigation? Oh. You want me to look at it? All right. So, well, uh, that, well, that's happening. I nip out of the water and throw pebbles in. Go, I, go to your master, pebbles. Go to your master. <laughs> Shout over! I'm like, leave my bloody cat alone. <laughs> and I roll an investigation check. Yep. 
Uh, it is a 19 plus 3, so a 22. So, yeah, you're not really sure why Porky asked you over. It appears to be just a. Uh, obviously, there's, because it's in the water, the skeleton's got bits of rotten flesh attached to it. It's been there a while, um, but it's not completely decayed. Um, just wrink- wrinkly rotten f- flesh, really. But no items of clothing. There is nothing else in there other than the the shard, you know, uh, the the scraps of material from the broken cap of waterproofing. There is nothing else. Magic in there. trick gone wrong. I, I pull the cap of waterproofing off their head because I recognise it as the one that um, was on the stall. Pocket. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's broken, um, which is how he died. But yeah, you've now got a broken cap of waterproofing. Love a broken right. cap of waterproofing. It's clear what's happened. He was doing a magic trick, and it, it was. The cap was on there so he could cheat, so he could, you know, be underwater. And then it went wrong. It busted. It went wrong or whatever, and he died. It's a magic trick gone wrong. Well, let's go have a look at the other casket and see what that's about. This could be some sort of magic circle torture area. We'll go on. I'll go and have a look at that other casket then now they've looked at... uh, The one in the middle? Yeah, I'll go have a look at these. Is it an investigation check, is it? Yeah. Are Are you looking at all three of them? Yeah, I'm looking at them all. Yeah. Uh, 19 plus 5, uh, sorry, 14 plus 5, 19. Okay, um, so there are three caskets. to say one is more prominent than the other, the one in the middle. Um, that has a um, kind of an indent on it in the shape of like an ankh um, and is sort of li- not lined, but um, inlet with gold and all sorts. So he looks, he looks a, lot more, um, a lot more fancy. Um, okay. The so other... Um, sorry, just before you go on, again, I'm thinking of the podcast listeners. Obviously, I know, but the podcast listeners might not. What's an ankh? It's an Egyptian thing. Um, right. It's got like a circle and then yeah. like a cross oh, yes. underneath it. Circle and the cross underneath. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like it, it's like. an Egyptian thing with a circle and a cross. No, yeah. I knew that, but yeah. I, I just, I thought there might be some podcast listeners who didn't. <laughs> Educating us. Yeah. So uh, the other two, the other two caskets um, are far plainer. They don't appear to have any um, any other markings on them. Let's go. Now this reminds me of an age-old tale I heard about Nebus. He had a fancy in the one in the middle, and the ones to his sides were plain. Um, maybe we need to investigate the one on the right-hand side because from my law teachings about this Jeebus fella, the one on the right was was the sound one of the two feeps. My word, you're well-read. I do apologise, Porky. I always thought you were quite culturally ignorant, but it turns out you're, 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 you're quite, quite wise. Congratulations. Right. Yes, um, let's see if this guy's an anchor or not. So you're going for the one on the right? Yeah. So how are you lifting the lid? One of you, two of you? Doc, bring your crowbar. Um, I just kind of lob my crowbar at them. No, I'm not going over. And I just sit there, leaning, well, stand there, leaning against the wall on my loot, um, just twiddling, just watching them, enjoying the, uh, in the grave robbing, ready to swoop in and steal stuff if I need to. <laughs> Okay, he's opening it. Mate, Parkai, just get the other side. We'll both lift it up. Well, we won't do a roll for all of these because it'll take forever. So you lift the, the lid off. Um, there is a bit of a shorter skeleton, um, a bit more, uh, a bit broader, a bit shorter, very much like a dwarf. Um, he has been there a very long time. There's not a lot left, which is a running thing for everything down here. Apart from around his waist is a 
very rugged looking belt. I'll take it. it. I'll go first. I, I said it first. I said it first. It, it won't fit you. It's for a dwarf. Okay. Oh, roll all me. right. I'll allow it. Okay. If you're allowing it, fine. Otherwise, we'll do rollies. Um, <laughs> so, Porkai, you have picked up a belt of dwarven kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you want to go and find that, because this is where we are now doing, uh, we now have our first item that you need to attune to. Okay. Mm-hmm. So attunement basically means uh, connecting to the to the item to allow it to uh, basically give you all of its magical properties. I do that. So you should be able to find a belt of dwarven kind in your in the in the item list, which you can then uh, add. So add that equipment or backpack. Equipment. I've got a belt, everyone. So now, if you scroll down on your main infantry page. You should see attunement yep. underneath your backpack. So are you saying, Shaiti, we don't want to open these other two coffins? I think if there is a a good one and a bad one, seeing I'm, I'm thinking, right, I'm going meta with this. I'm thinking maybe Dave came up with this around Easter, you know, with the Jeebus and the dying and the cave. Oh, and mate, the, mate yeah. I, I was doing this in January. Oh, fuck. Not uh, the books for months. <laughs> So um, you will now see that your, I believe your constitution would have gone up, gone up by two. Oh, yes. Um, which I believe would then update your hit points. Yes. And also, the belt of dwarven kind, um, I believe it will tell you in there, but I believe when you do a long rest, there is a chance that uh, the wearer will grow a beard. And if they already have a beard, the beard will get thicker. Amazing. There's one for the fan art makers. A nice, thick, bushy beard. Quick, bushy beard. I mean, I'd I'd sod the magic of it. I'll just take the beard buff. Well, I'll Um, I'll go for a wandering to one of these other rooms now. I'll have a look in another one of these rooms. Do you you not want to crack open the other two, then? You said we shouldn't. You said Uh, we shouldn't. My Easter theory has been blown out of the water. Uh, I think you can have a pop on them. Right, me, me, no, no, no. Me, me seeing the fact that um, that Porky's got such a, a lovely gift out of his grave robin activities, and I got nothing out of my last attempt. I ran over to the coffin right on the left side um, of the middle one, and I start crowbarring it quite viciously. Dave, I'll, uh, I'll crowbar or, the middle one at the same time. Porky hey. takes several steps backwards, <laughs> just so, in case. As Tok opens um, the casket. There is indeed a skeleton in there. Um, however, there is nothing else of note. Even if I do an investigation check, am I, can I do that? Can I just do it? I want to. I want to pat down those bones. You can try. I you don't see sure. anything immediately, but you can try. I'm gonna try. I I want some. I want some goodies. I mean, I'm not gonna find any because I got a six uh, plus a three. So you know, I'm not doing too well at this. I got a nine. Um, so what you do find is a wooden eyeball in the socket of the oh. left hand. Uh, oh, I yeah, take I that wooden eyeball and I kind of dig out part of the front of my hair and I place the eyeball in my hair. And I walk away quite proud. Can you grab me the skulls? No. I think I'm going off you a little bit, Tok. So I've my- never been more flaccid in my life. So, Ronson, as you're trying to um, pour open the centre thing, it is not budging. Um, it, it is firmly staying shut. 
Right. Well, I, I, I'll either... I don't think I can do my cantrip, can I? Because that's um, it's got to be kind of like loose earth, so concrete slabs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it won't work. Well, I'll just, bl- the, I'll just blow the, it wide open. Well, well, the, the, I can't say the name on my cantrip. Whatever it is, the mug true. I can't say that word. Yeah, the one that opens a door or a lock thing. Will that work? Can I? Can, can I try, try that on it? Yeah, I'd like to try my cantrip on it. I just walk up and I just kind of raise my arms and go, <laughs> didn't see if it works. <laughs> Fair enough. I was going to blow the shit out of it, but why not do it like this? <laughs> so, um, as you do so, there appears to be no effect. However, the inlaid um, shape of an ankh does sort of glow a, a gold colour for a couple of seconds. Oh, did you see mm. that? Maybe if we try together... Do you have anything to open this, Ronson? Well, I could blast it with a good old firebolt. No, it seems to me that this this glowy thing is attuned to magic of some sort. I mean, maybe that is the answer. Maybe. Yes, that is what I am thinking. Shall we all have our skills entwined and as one try and open this coffin? Oh, right, I Captain thought Blanet. you'd never ask. I would love to entwine with you, talk. Yes, let's let's go for it. I mean magically, darling, but sure. <laughs> I don't have any magic. I'm sure it will be magic. I don't have any. Should I just twat it? I mean, that is your magic, darling. Um, twatting okay. things, so yes. <laughs> Why don't you just throw a rock at it or something? I'll throw the skull at it. Yeah, throw the skull at it. Right, I'm going to blast it with my firebolt. Okay. And I, I will do the... Um, that cantrip again. Well, how do you say it, Dave? I don't know. That one. Yeah. 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 And I fuck a skull here at the same time. Ten plus five, fifteen. Okay, so you definitely hit the coffin. Um, as the smoke and flame clears, there has been no visible effect on the coffin. Well, I've done damage six as well. There is no mm. visible effect on the coffin. Hiss. I'll throw the skull at it. It just sort of hits it. The skull, the jaw of the skull comes loose and falls to the floor before I'll the skull fire goes. I'll throw another fireball at it. Fire! Uh, two <laughs> plus five is a seven. Nothing happens apart from the a ank shape, as I say. It's a, a inlaid... I'll do, it. I'll, 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 I'll do it again. Fire! <laughs> Eight plus five is thirteen. I, I've, just done, I've just done it again. It's a cantrip. I could do it. 7 plus 5 is 12. I'll do it again. Okay. 10, 10 plus 5 is 15. Uh, 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 20 plus 5, 25. So as you're doing all of this, you suddenly hear a booming voice coming from within the casket saying, oh, just shit. find the bank, you fucking idiots. We do that. Find, have a what? Find the ank. Have a, have a, I'll find the ank. I throw the skull at it again. <laughs> Paul Anker, the singer? Is it Paul Anker? Who are we talking about? Slip off down the corridor to uh, to the bottom, well, to the left-hand side of all these coffins. I'm like, sure. And I, I scurry off, not telling the other two where I'm going. And um, I go through the end door. Yeah, I'll go through the end door, the, the yeah, end right. opening. So you head down the corridor. And while mm-hmm. Tok does that, I'm just going to carry on blasting my firebolt and I'll just intermittently tell you what I've done. So I'll 
I'll tell you now, nothing continues to happen. Mm-hmm. Eight plus five, <laughs> 13. Um, so as Tok rounds around the corner, you see eight plus five, um, seven. A, another three alcoves uh, with caskets in. And one that casket has been moved, it's all broken, sort of leading to um, a bit of a more rocky, more natural tunnel behind it, uh, and also a um, and also a uh, another normal doorway heading um, straight forward. I would like to move to the middle of all four of the coffins, and I would like to simultaneously check them with the help of pebbles. So pebbles, we're looking for this symbol. You know, and I kind of give her a little shove and we look together. Give me a investigation check. Sure. Oh, for goodness sake. Well, it's a four. Um, and, and Pebble's got a four, so an eight. <laughs> okay, so you can't see that ankh symbol in any of the coffins. Um, you do see... I... <clears throat> you do see that two of the coffins... Um, the one to the bottom left and the one sort of behind you at the top are both um, broken. You can kind of see that if there was anything in there, they've already been raided. The other one is still intact. Okay, so in a circular motion, the cantrip that I cannot say, I cast at the kind of ground to encompass all four of the uh, the coffins to see if the symbol glows when I do that. There, <laughs> there the is ground. no... Yeah, there is no symbol on any of these coffins. Damn it. Uh, I'm going to head to the, the north uh, areas then. Let's go left, top left. Um, okay. Whilst I'm doing that, um, Ray takes off his froggy hat and underneath his froggy hat is an Indiana Jones-style hat. Um, and we'll just head towards the left. Okay, so, so as Porky heads up the corridor, um, so um, as you're heading up there, Porky, you can see that's where the man-made tunnels kind of end, uh, and it opens up to a bit more of a rocky cavern. Oh, I'll keep heading that way. Okay, you head that way, and that opens up to a much larger set of tunnels. Looks like this might have been the start of sort of some kind of um, you know expansion of the tomb. Okay, um, um, Ray is going to take off his Indiana Jones hat. And underneath his Indiana Jones hat is another swimming cap. And he's going to hop into that lake and have a, a look around for whatever the thing is, the ankh. Okay, uh, give me an investigation check for Ray. I will. Oh, for fuck's sake. One. Um, Ray is too busy enjoying the water. He does notice that uh, this little lake appears to have been formed from water leaking from above, sort of falling down here. Um, but he doesn't see anything of note. I um, while whilst they're having fun in those caves up there, uh, can I go through the man-made door, please, and see what's through there? In okay. front of so me. You, you wander through in mm-hmm. on this path, uh, and in front of you is a much larger room, and there are five caskets surrounding the room. I uh, I pull out my lute and I start singing. I'm all alone. There's no one here beside me. <laughs> and uh, then I do an investigation check. Okay, give me a roll. Uh, it is a 12 plus a, t- a 15. Okay, um, so these are all coffins. Um, and as you read the names, um, 
you read, starting from uh, the top right, going around, you read Phil Daniels, Anthony Daniels, Helen Daniels, <laughs> Jackie Daniels, <laughs> and Newton Edward, and then in like, single uh, quotes, Newton Edward Paul Daniels. Ooh. Paul Daniels. I uh, grab my crowbar out and tap it on my hand and I swagger over to that coffin and uh, chuck it in the gap if I can find one and try and leave her open. Okay, you leave her open. Um, mm. There is nothing in there. Oh. Well. I have been singing my way to the casket because my way the lyrics were famously uh, written by Paul Anker. So I've been singing my way to the casket in the hope that that will work. Nothing has happened. Breaking hell. And the, the I, voice I'm all is, out of ideas, guys. The voice is, just find the bloody thing. I think it's with the snake. It casts um, the cantrip that I can't say at the ground in the middle of all the tombs just to see if anything lights up again. Uh, just remind me, I'm just going to read exactly what it does. So it causes anything, a closed object to fly yeah. open or a locked door or something to fly open in its vicinity. I believe. Okay. So as you do that, kind of all of the um, all of the caskets apart from Paul's kind of shake a little bit, like as if there's some sort of magic, you know, um, counteracting against yours. Um, you, know, you, you know enough to know that you know, high-ranking wizards like the Daniels would probably have protected the caskets from being opened. So maybe it's a bit strange that Paul's has opened, um, but the rest remain closed. And I don't see any glowing symbols when I did that. No. Do you know who also wrote some English lyrics to my way? Bowie um, hair? <laughs> Matt, well, I was actually thinking of Limp Biscuit, my way or the <laughs> No, David Bowie. David Bowie wrote some, yeah. but, but they weren't used, I, were they? Yeah, I went and saw Limp Bizkit last night, so I've got my way in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Vic, did you... So when you, you stood in that previous room with the free caskets, yeah. yes. you also tossed a spell to open them, did you? I did, yeah. Okay. I did I did that that, that cantrip, so... Um, I did it in all, all of the rooms with all the caskets. Okay. Um, um, so now that you... Um, have moved away. You are now here. Some footsteps. Oh, for goodness' um, sake! Behind you. Um, I hear those footsteps, and uh, I kind of duck behind a coffin because you know I'm not I'm not the the bravest of souls, and I grab Pebbles to come with me because Pebbles shouldn't be out there all alone. And um, I see what's coming. I peek peek my head around the corner. So as you poke your head round. Um, you see a skeleton, which you saw when the thing opened. Um, parts of it sort of wrapped up in bandages, kind of stag staggering towards you. If you shout, um, I'll come and help you. I mean, I don't think you can hear. You're very far away. You would you would hear a loud shout down that there. I I scream at the top of my voice. Help! 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 Oh, mummy! I'm coming, Tikiti Tokiti. 
I'm going okay. to run around there to help uh, to help talk. Right, everyone then roll for initiative. Mm. A second. Oh. Whilst we've actually done combat. Oh, wait, four, five, six, seven. 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 Uh, I've got an eight. Yeah. I have a nine. Okay. Um, so, Porkite, you would have also heard this echoing through the cavern. Uh, you are up first. What are you going to do? Now, is that a mummy or a zombie? It has his arms outstretched. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. They're both uh, reanimated corpses. A zombie mm. and a mummy are the same thing. Can I solve this argument really quickly just by saying the definition on the system is it is a mummy. Okay. Well, I see that's different. So it's a zombie. It's the same as a zombie is what they're saying. For goodness right. sake. Where, where am I? You are up in the caves to the top <laughs> of the map. Oh, there. I head towards... Talk screaming. So are you going to dash? Yeah, why not? So you, have you got 30 feet movement? Yes. Okay, so you um, get down here. Do you want Ray to dash to you as well? Please. He will get to about here. He's only got little legs. Um, so that is the end of Porkai's turn. Uh, Bronson, it's now your go. Right, well, I dash as close as I can get to them. Are you 30 feet as well? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm by that casket up at the no, top. No, but your speed. What's your speed? Uh, my speed is, yep, 30 feet, yep. Okay. Well, walking, yeah. Okay, so you get just past right. um, Porkai uh, in sight of the mummy. Okay, and I say, Right, everybody, do you want me to fight this zombie? If you do then you do have to agree that a mummy and a zombie are the same thing. I'm being quiet now that I've shouted. No, they're not. Then I'm not helping. I, I just stare and I, I don't do anything. In I, fact, well, you, Dave... You've used all your anyway, so... Well, no, can I sit down and cross my legs and fold yeah. my arms like that? Yeah. Okay, I, I do that then. I refuse to help. Okay. Uh, talk, it's your turn. I'm cast disguise self and I'm going to disguise myself as a mummy and then I'm just going to plonk myself on the floor flat as I can unmoving next to the nearest uh, tomb coffin thing okay so next to Paul Daniels is coffin that that'll do that'll do and I just won't move and I'm just going to keep very very quiet okay so it's now the mummy's turn uh, what do? So the mummy turns and looks towards you, Ronson. Um, what a surprise! Can <laughs> you roll me a wisdom saving throw, please? A wisdom saving throw, I can. Um, it's a seventeen plus four twenty one. Okay, so you feel the mummy um, trying to trying to intimidate you, trying to bear, bore its way into your mind with its eyes, um, uh, but you manage to fight it off, mentally fight it off. Um, you are immune to its dreadful glare, um, good. and nothing happens. Can I just um, speak to it and say, excuse me, could you confirm for me, because we're having a bit of a debate here and I don't want it to get out of control, do you consider yourself a zombie? 
It just grunts at you. I'll take that as a yes. The affirmative. Thank you. It's not a zombie. It lashes out at you um, with a 18 to hit. What does that mean? What have I got to do? Uh, what is your armor class? It's, I, it's so did you say eight what so eight. if it's lower than 18 it would hurt me yes my armor class at the moment is 55 oh uh, yeah it's 11 um yeah it is 11. so why did you ask dave if you already knew because it's for the podcast listeners <laughs> um so you are going to take um five points of damage unbelievable that's your right and can you roll me a constitution saving throw, please? Yes. And as I do it, I say, oh, you hit just like a zombie. 14. Okay. So you take the damage, nothing else happens. Um, and we are back round to Porkai. Uh I move just so I can get in within line of sight of, of uh, the mummy. And I shall, Oi, Boris Karloff, eat this. And I fucking arrow at it. Okay, well, to hit. I will. I've forgotten how to do it. It's normal D20, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, plus whatever your bow gives you. Oh, shit, I should click the bow then. So you can I? click the button, yeah. I'll click the button. Sorry, it's been a while. Uh,. What? Where's he gone? Oh, I'm in the wrong bit. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Longbow. There we go. Uh, we'll go with my first roll, which was a 10, uh, plus 5 for my longbow. Um, so you the arrow does hit, um, but it just seems to pass through like the bandages and skin and has no visible effect. Very much unlike what would happen to a zombie. Well, a zombie, normal zombies immune to piercing damage. I don't know. Can I? Can I throw my torch at it from where I am as uh, a bonus action? You can try as a bonus action. Yep. What am I rolling? Um, a strength check. Strength check. Nine. God, my rolls are awful today. It just clatters on the floor, Justin. So between you and Ronson. Okay. Now, if I remember my old hammer horror, you just need to get it in the fire, Ronson. So start coaxing. Okay, I say to the mummy, could you come a little bit closer? I want to ask a little bit about your career. Before we move on to Neil's soliloquy, um, <laughs> is, is uh, Ray uh, doing anything? Is he just coming to you? Um, can Ray get to where the torch is? Uh, and then do something? Uh, yeah, he can, actually. Can he then throw the torch to the remainder of the distance? He can try. For a, roll a strength check for, for Ray. Come on, roll. Roll. 20. Yeah, he absolutely nails it. Um, it hits. Um, can you roll me... 2d6, please. Oh, I can. Uh, do 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 I click that once, and I click it twice. Seven. 
Okay. Um, so the mummy bursts into flames, starts screeching a ungodly um, noise coming out of its uh, what's left of its vocal cords as it starts flailing around, now on fire, um, and just a little bit more agitated. And that's why the Universal Dark Universe film franchise failed in its ass with the Mummy film, dickhead. Although the Invisible Man was quite good. And was that officially part? I don't think that was officially. That wasn't official, was it? That was that was officially part of the Dark Universe. No, I don't think it was because I think I it was going to be was. something else, wasn't it? And then when they scrapped it, it became that. No, there was Tom Cruise was in the big photo shoot. That was quite obviously done in different places. They just cobbled together in Photoshop. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah. uh, uh, as the mummy burns, uh, Ronson says, I'm sorry, I was about to ask you an important question. I know it might not be something you want to answer right now, but I'm a big fan of your career. Uh, who did you find was the gayest to work with? Was it Brendan Fraser or was it Tom Cruise? Because I heard Tom Cruise had quite the hissy fit and went and hid in a closet and he wouldn't come out of the closet. Is that true that Tom Cruise wouldn't come out of the closet? It's just screeching on fire, but then you just hear a like a really um, you know, strained whisper of no comment. No, has he got the super injunctions on you? Have you had to sign a form so you can't comment on it? Yes, okay. Fair enough. By the way, have you seen Brendan Fraser in The Whale? Wasn't it a great performance? Very well deserving of the Oscar. Didn't you think? He's a fucking legend. He kind of uh, just hisses. Yes, yes. But did you think it was fat phobic? I'm not really one to talk. I've got my own weight issues. Well, yes, is that why it's taking you so long to burn? He, he just looks at you and says, can we get, get back to the fight now? Oh, you're not dead. Oh, well, I'm you dead. dead. Yes, you're a oh, zombie. Dead. But I, are you, have you not been finished off? No. Oh, fucking hell. Right, I'll fire a firebolt at you then, you <laughs> awful bore. Right, it was a nap. <clears throat> It's a nine plus five, which is 14. That hits. And the damage is just a three. Okay, so again, it hits him. Um, You can see the flame just, yeah, licking over the bandages, the charred flesh, as he takes that amount of fire damage. Before you die, mate, can you confirm how many mummy films there were in that franchise? Because that's a question I got wrong in Squid Games. <laughs> there are three IMDb. mummy films, <laughs> but there's about five Scorpion King films, I believe. I can't remember the exact number, but three mummy films. He he just advises you to look it up on IMDb. Don't you think Dracula <laughs> Untold was underrated? I thought it was quite a good story. Is Boris Kamilov playing the mummy in this? He's going to be dead by all these conversations in a minute. What's the biggest challenge of being a DM, they ask? (laughs) We're trying to keep him occupied so he burns to death. I mean, look, to be fair, Dave, surely, hang on a second, hang on a second. We've hit him with fire. Shaiti's hitting with fire. I've hit him with fire. So presumably we could all just run away from him, keep whiffing a few steps on him, and he'll burn to death. If that's what you want to do, do it. Well, let's just, I mean, you know, can we just do that? Say we've done that for the next 10 minutes and he's eventually dropped and, de- and died. Well, no, because he'll still be chasing not, after you. That's not how we'll this we'll works. We'll do that. We'll, 
but but what that's what I mean. Fast forward. So are you using hit, your turn the to walk away? Button. No, we're not doing. We're not doing that. Are you using your t- your movement to walk away from him? We all are. So he dies. We're still doing it in turn order. Are you walking away from the mummy? Oh no! I'll hit him with another bloody fireball. You can't hit him with another fireball. You only got one spell. Right. Eight. Okay. So what I do is is I move away a little bit, but at okay, the same so time. He gets a, I, he- Take opportunity, which happens first. No, That's listen, listen. You, you haven't listened to what I'm saying. <laughs> he is listening. I am listening. The reaction happens first. He hits you. But if he's but I'm doing something as I'm moving away, Dave. Listen to what I'm doing. I move away, but I blow on him <laughs> to fan the flames <laughs> to provide oxygen so he burns faster. That's an action. Okay, man. so the fire yeah, goes up a little bit, but he also hits at you with his attack of opportunity. Um, oh, good. It was a natural 20. Um, <laughs> Dave, Dave, point of order, I feel the damage should be higher because he is on fire. Oh, oh yeah, surely off. there'll be burn damage. Piss off the lot of you. So he has, yeah, then Rolfed. How much health have you got? Um, <laughs> it don't matter. So Ron- Ronson, you take 12 points of damage. Fucking <laughs> hell. I've only got one point left now. And can you roll me a um, another... <laughs> What is it? Um, constitution check. Constitution check. Yes, I can if I can find it. Uh, it's a nine. So you have now been cursed with mummy rot. So is it a little bit like cock rot? Because I have had that before. I know. In all fairness, I've got the medicine. I've got it on repeat prescription. I'll just dab a little bit on, and I'll be fine. So let me just read what this says. A target with mummy rot cannot regain hit points. Its hit point maximum decreases by 10 for every 24 hours that it has the curse. If the target hits 0 HP whilst it is cursed, the target dies and its body turns to dust. Right, so Ronson, he just he walks off now. He's had enough. He walks off back to the barracks to rest, to have you a can't sleep. Walk off to the barracks. I can I can on my next move though, can't I? You can't get back to the barracks, no. Why not? <laughs> I got it. Why can't I get back? Morkai's got the scroll. And it doesn't work if there's enemies around. Alright, well I'll just I'll I'll walk off a minute. I'll walk off and I'll go back to the graveyard and have a little nap. Right, we'll take a couple of turns to get there, but okay. Um, right, talk. It's your turn. Right, see you um, later, guys. It's been a lovely session. Um, oh, right, best, yeah. Best of luck. yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> no. Right, right. So, as my m- mummified disguised self lies on the floor, um, I kind of worm, worm with this kind of wriggling movement. Over towards the mummy, singing. In your head, in your head, zombie, zombie, zombie. Hey, hey, what's in your head? In your head, zombie, zombie. And I'm casting charm person as I do this. Couldn't you think of any songs about mummies? <laughs> no. Uh, I just want to check Charm Person. This has gone so fast. 
Yeah, no, it doesn't say anything about undead. Okay. Um, so wisdom saving throw. Where's my d20? Uh, <laughs> but it's a 14. Uh, it, he somehow manages to, uh, yeah, to resist your charm. No! <laughs> what a shocker. Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to stay there. I haven't got any further than that, so. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to pretend to lay dead like I haven't moved. <laughs> this is also the, Bronson, this is also the reason why The Rock couldn't walk away from the Scorpion film, Scorpion King films. <laughs> he had to do 700 of them because he had the mummy rot. As it is the start of his turn, he does indeed take fire damage because he's on fire. Talking poor guy, you can still see him um, as the flames just overcome him, um, collapses to the ground, and just is left as a pile, a burning pile of rags on the floor. We won. Right, what what can um, we do to help Ronson? So, um, not much. You I don't notice, think. You notice that now Ronson is closer. Um, there is a. A slight glow coming from the casket that was marked Paul Daniels. Oh. Um, but my greedy eyes wants to see if there's anything on the mummy's body first. So although I curt- courtesy glance at the, the glowing thing and I kind of clock it, I want to go rifle through those mummy rags. Is there anything there? Uh, investigation. Oh, for goodness sake. It's Why are my rolls so bad? I'm using that new dice. It's a three plus... It's a six. It's a six. Okay, uh, you find 20 gold pieces. Oh, well, I'll put them in my pocket. I'm t- Again, just showing everyone how good I am at finding things. Put them in my pocket. I am going to do the same thing because years of reading Moon Knight comics have taught me a lot about Egyptian lore. I'm thinking if there's an onk... It's on that raggedy man. So I will also investigate the raggedy man whilst the cat is scratching at my love handles. Get away. Uh, Diddly diddly do. I'll piss for. You find nothing that Tog hasn't really found. I've got the gold. I'm not sharing. So, Ronson, you also noticed, despite now having mummy rot, um, the ring that you're wearing on your hand, the ring that was left to you by Martin Daniels, is glowing slightly. Yes. Great. So I've written, while I've been relaxing, I've written um, a row. I always get those two mixed up. Um, talk a poem, if you'd like to come and listen to it. I'm currently in the tomb. I'll shout it, and he can hear can, it. You're outside. There's like floors and stairs. No, I don't still, think I am outside. You didn't make it all the way outside. Yeah, I oh, didn't you make didn't. It out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Talk. go for it. Uh, yes. While, while yes. I've been sitting here contemplating my fate, I've wrote you a lovely poem. I, I do hope you enjoy it. Is it about chocolate pretzels? No, it's a poem. Listen, are you listening? I'm listening. This is third time lucky. Tickety tockety boo. I have itchy crotch feelings for you. Yes, I kicked an otter, but you get hotter and hotter. Please kiss my face a lot because I've got mummy rot. I might die very soon. So 
for la- let's have a naked spoon. Did you like it? Right. 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 Bear, bearing in mind, I might be dying, talk. This could be my last moments on this earth. I, I'm much, so scared. How much HP you got left, Neil? One. Okay, you're fucked. Mm. I, 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 I'm getting cold, talk. I'm getting cold. Could you please just embrace me in your arms as I pass to the other realm? Okay. Um... You know, worry not. When I tell tales of this moment, I'll leave out the part where you would have failed spectacularly without my help. And I cast Healing Word and see if that does anything. No, it's okay. No, first, before you do that talk, could I just rest my head on your bosom and maybe you could hold me tight? You can look at my bosom from a distance. Okay, I suppose that would be all right. Yes, why not? Okay, yes. 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 Healing yes. word has no effect because the mummy rock prevents rest- restoration of HP. Well, I've I used one of my spell slots for you. I hope you're happy. Yes. <laughs> Get over here and hold me tight. I I, I, I can see the light. So, poor Kai, with your passive perception, you're kind of stood in the middle. You notice that the glow from both the, um, the room that the other caskets are in and the ring that Ronson is wearing are both getting stronger and glowing in unison. They're pulsing in unison. I I drag Ronson by his arm towards the glowing casket. No, no, poor guy. I think I'm in with a chance of talk. Please leave me. Whilst I'm doing this, Ray takes off his froggy hat and underneath his froggy hat <laughs> is a little nurse hat and, and he gives Ronson a cuddle. Well, it will do, I suppose. As Ronson enters the room, both the ring and the um, the casket start a permanent glow. And what you recognise is a teleportation circle opens in front of Paul Daniels' coffin. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Am I still dying? I hope so. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I say, was there anything over there with the light, um, both of you? I, I You know, I, I saw it, I ignored it, I wanted to help Ronson. But he seems to have left me and Pebbles. Um. <laughs> we, we go in, into the teleportation beam and I'll, I'm still just dragging Ronson with me. Into the light? Into the light. With Ronson? Is walk that wise? The, Ronson, walk into the light. There's nothing for you that's here. that's wise, Ronson. Don't go walk into the, the light. light. <laughs> this tale of adventuring and asking about was devised by DM Dave. You can find him at twitch.tv slash lonelygod182. Talk was played by Rick. She's at twitch.tv slash Hair. Neil played Ronson, and he streams at twitch.tv slash bitemythumb. Finally, Porkeye was played by Shitehawk. You can catch his streams, including live recordings of Dungeons and Dickheads, at twitch.tv slash Shitehawk. That's Shite with a Y. And of course, the whole lot was abridged by Stephen Rankin. And what a fine job he did too. Until next time, dickheads.